Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. It has been a minute, but I am back, and it is December. I hope that you are doing all the fun holiday things. I know our family is enjoying it. This We love this time of year. There's just something great about getting together with family and friends and people you love. And so, hey, I wanted to let you know, if you live under a rock and you didn't know that I have my big event that I do every single year, um, our church puts on an event called Sisterhood. And this year it's going to be at the GMA in Greenville, Texas on February the 7th in 2020. And we are so excited. Uh, tickets for that will open up on January the 5th. And uh, we have free tickets available and then also VIP spots that will get you early access, um, exclusive um, front row to um, photo booths and merch lines and reserved seating. And you get early access to the venue uh, to skip the lines. And so the VIP spots are really great, um, but we also have free spots available as well. And so I had so many people ask me for so long that they wanted more sisterhood. You guys love the event of sisterhood. And with more and more people asking, I decided to do the first ever sisterhood weekend. And what sisterhood weekend is, is immediately following sisterhood, we are going to have an after party. This is going to be so much fun. I am so excited for this. And so the dance party is going to be from 10 p.m. to midnight on February the 7th. So immediately following Sisterhood, you will be able to go over and join the dance party and hang out. And then I also have a workshop that's going to be that that next day on February the 8th where you're going to get practical tools and teaching to help you go to the next level. And so that'll be on February the 8th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And both those tickets are purchased separately. So all three events are sold separately. The tickets for uh, Sisterhood are through our church and those go on sale on January 5th. And then right now, my tickets for the event that I'm doing with the dance party and the workshop are on sale. And they're the cheapest they will be all December. Um, January 1st, the price goes up. The dance party tickets are $25. And then and tickets to get into the workshop is $120. And so you want to be sure and grab your spot. I am so excited. So many people have already gotten their tickets and uh, I'm really excited to see what happens from that. So I want to ask you a question as we jump into today's content. The reason why you're here is to hear about this is I want to ask you this question. What do you really want? What do you really want? Um, I told Brian the other day that I wanted to meet with him and talk to him about just some things that are in my heart. And I had this realization. My son is in the seventh grade and my daughter is a freshman in high school. And both of them just finished this fall semester. And I told Brian the other day, I said, hey, we need to sit down and talk because we have five and a half years left before our son crosses the stage. And I asked him this question, what do we really want? And what do we really want for our lives? What does it look like? And I believe that there's five areas that we should be measuring. And we began to go over those five areas. And and where do we want to be in five years? And we began to look at if what we're doing today lines up with what we really want. You know, I found in talking to people, nobody accidentally ends up in their life with tons of debt and no retirement savings, never starting the business 
never writing the book. Nobody ends their life that way. Nobody uh, sets that to be the goal, right? But a lot of people end their life that way. The reason why is because they never stop to ask, what is it that I really want? In fact, I had a, a young man here in, in my office the other day, and he was telling me about a business that he just started. And I began to just ask him the question, well, what is it that you really want? And he couldn't tell me what he really wanted. And I told him, I said, if you can't tell me what you want, then your customers aren't even going to know what you're giving them. See, I think so often we have a big dream and a big desire inside of our heart, but we are trying to shoot at everything instead of trying to get the things that we really want. See, there's a lot of things that are good, but they may not be good for you in this season to get what you really want. Once Brian and I began to define what it is that we really want, we painted out a clear picture of what our life is going to look like in five years. In five years, when my son crosses the stage and he's graduated high school, we began to paint out how much money we were going to have in the bank, the different experiences we were going to have with our children, um, what our marriage was going to look like, what our business was going to look like, what um, our church is going to look like. We began to paint everything out and we got as clear as we could. And then we began to look at what we're doing today. And we began to evaluate, is what we're doing today setting us up for what we really want Or is it just things that we really want right now? Is it what we want most or is it what we want right now? And we begin to cut things out of the budget and begin to change how we use our time. We begin to look at our calendar with practical things. You know, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And that word vision in the original translation means a progressive moving forward vision. So this isn't just saying that you want things to be better. See, I think most of us, if we got real honest, we say that we want our finances to be better. We want our life to be better. We want our kids to be better. We want our marriage to be better. Everything's just real vague. And here's the thing is if you say that you want your finances to be better and you have $5 more at the end of 2020 than you had this year, then you got better, but it's not what you had in your heart. See, clear definition definitions equal freedom. Clear definitions equal freedom. So the more clear you are at defining what you really want, what does your business look like? How much free time do you have? What does having children that are better look like? What does that look like? And what are the measurables that you can have along the way? I want to give you a few things that I think will begin to help you uh, begin to move the ball forward. And the first thing is, is see the vision. See the vision. Genesis 13. 15 says this, look as far, God's speaking to Abraham here, and it says, look as far as you can, see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your children. See, God didn't just tell Moses, look to the north and as far as you can see. He didn't just say, hey, look to the north and the south and as far as you can see. See, I believe there's five different areas that God wants us to be victorious in. And all five, if we don't have a vision for, we're never going to be able to obtain it. See, God's letting Abraham know here that if you can see it, you can have 
have it. If you can see it, you can have it. And so he paints out for him the five, the, the four different areas, and he lets Abraham see as far as he can. And in my life, God showed me five different areas and began to show me practically how if I have vision for those areas, then all of a sudden I'm going to begin to see growth and I'm going to see progressive vision happening. I'm going to see myself not only saying that I want things to be better, but I'm going to actually obtain that better. Every single year, I do an end-of-year audit. And this end-of-year audit I did for years without telling anybody about it because, honestly, I felt like maybe it was kind of foolish. Maybe it was just me that liked to do this. But I asked myself, real deep questions that made me stop and evaluate the vision for my life. And I measured those five areas. And then from that, I was able to develop a game plan. And so I've actually got my end of year audit that's for sale right now. And it's $30. And it gives you worksheets and teachings to begin to think through practically the five different areas I believe that God wants us to obtain a vision for. And as I begin to do that, and people in my life begin to utilize um, this end of year audit, this end of year review, they began to work through the material and began to realize, oh my gosh, when I got vision for it, everything in my life began to change. See, if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And if you don't have vision, then all you have is all you will ever have. And so often we have big dreams inside of our heart, but we don't have a vision on how to get there. And the vision, when the vision is clear, then I love what Terry Savelle Foy says, then results will appear. So the more clear I can be in my vision, the more I'm going to see progress begin to happen. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is to begin to make a step toward the vision. Step toward the vision. In Judges 6.14, God tells Gideon, go in this might of yours. He didn't tell him to go in your neighbor's might. He didn't say go in the might that you will eventually have. He didn't say one day you might have might. He said go in this might of yours. See, Gideon had just got done listening to God, all the reasons why he couldn't go do what God had called him to do. And God's reply was not giving him more strength, giving him more favor, giving him more resource. He said, go in this might of yours. In other words, if you don't have it, you don't need it. And I want to declare over you that I think more dreams die in the analysis paralysis more than anything. Um, my staff here know that I just move really fast. Usually if I get an idea and God speaks something to me, I've just made a habit of just moving quickly towards it. I believe that the dream inside of our heart, the minute we get that desire, it's God's green light for us to begin to make steps. But a lot of times we wait for everything to be perfect and have this polished plan. And the truth is that God's not waiting for that. You know, I want to tell you about a person named Elisha Gray. What most people don't know is that Elisha Gray was the first person who ever did the telegraph wire. And what's crazy is, is we don't know Elisha Gray as being the person who did it. Everybody would say that Alexander Graham Bell was the first person to do it. The reason why we don't know about Elisha Gray is because he procrastinated. He had the idea, and it was all written down on paper, uh, written down two months before he did anything. He had the idea, he had it all executed, and it was two months before he did anything with it. Then, once he got all the plan together, he waited four more days to go to the patent office. 
Well, here's the sad part. When he finally got to the patent office, two months and four days after taking action and and just talking himself out of doing it, going to the patent office, here's the sad part. When he arrived two hours before Alexander Graham Bell had just been there. See, here's the thing is Elisha Gray should be the person that we remember today. Elisha Gray should be the person that is remembered for the telegraph wire. But the reason why he's not remembered is because he didn't take a step towards the vision. I want to declare over you that a lot of us have a consequence for our vision. And the consequence is this, is that we've let it sit on the shelf until it spoils. And what's sad is other people claim it. I remember God spoke to me very clearly several years ago I had a vision and the vision was of a stage and had a microphone uh, similar to the microphone I'm recording on right now actually and I looked out in the crowd and in my vision I could see hundreds and hundreds of people there was a balcony there was a huge auditorium just huge as far as you could see there was people and the stage was absolutely empty and God spoke to my heart and he said I've called you to be a voice to this generation if you don't go speak, I'll call somebody else who will. You know, from that moment on is when I started getting my voice out there, whether through my podcast or my YouTube channel. The method has changed through the years. In fact, now I've got my podcast and I do a lot on Instagram and I have my online courses and we have sisterhood coming up and they're all different venues to get my voice out there. But God spoke very firmly to me that if I didn't go, that he would get somebody else. You know, I love um, hearing stories about people who did great things for God. And one of the men of God I heard interviewed one time, he said that he believes that he wasn't the first to be called by God. He said that God told him that there was three others that were called before he was, but he was the third and he was the one who was willing to say yes. You know, I think so often we're just waiting and I don't know what we're waiting for. Everything isn't going to be perfect before you make a step. And God's not going to give you the next step until you take the first step. So take a step. Take a step towards the vision. The third thing I want to tell you is sacrifice for the vision. See, visionaries, leaders, give up to go up. They give up to go up. Real, true leaders don't fear failing. They fear missing the opportunity. See, you've got to sacrifice for the vision. I heard a story about Cirque du Soleil and his, their founder, Guy Labardi, had taken all of his money and put it into Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil, if you don't know, they do incredible shows, absolutely amazing stunts and feats. And he really believed in his heart that this was going to be something that took off. So put, he put every resource he had into getting this off the ground. Well, the time came and they had a big show that they were going to do in L.A. So they traveled from Montreal to L.A. He used all of his money to get there. In fact, it's recorded that he said that if the show wouldn't have been successful, they didn't even have the gas money to get back. He said he believes because he put it all on the table, he had no other option but to succeed. Now, I'm not saying to go that far unless God tells you to go that far. But I think a lot of times we're scared to make a sacrifice for the vision. We're scared to put ourselves out there too much. And the truth is, is that a dream 
dream that's not worth giving yourself to is not a dream that's worth pursuing. And a true dream from God is going to be worth everything. I remember Brian and I, it was um, right around this time of year and when we first started the church and we were down to just our last little bit in the account. Um, We didn't meet budget that month and in fact our mortgage was about to be due on our house and we didn't have the money to be able to pay the mortgage. We had gone through all of our savings account and I laid in bed and I honestly thought this is the moment where we are going to go down like this is it there's no way that we're going to be able to do this and I can say that from that moment forward it was a turning point moment for our church Uh, we never had to worry about money from that point forward there were some rocky moments sure but we never got that low ever again and I say that to say this is that you've got to have a dream that's worth sacrificing for. You've got to believe in it enough that you're willing to give everything up for it. And if that, if the dream that you have in your heart isn't worth that, then I would just say that it's not a dream worth having. Get a bigger dream. Get a bigger vision. Ask God to see what it is that he wants to do in your life. Then the last thing I want to tell you is to seek help for the vision. Seek help for the vision. I think so oftentimes we think that we have to go at it alone. I love what Brian's dad always says. He says, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Here's the thing is that God calls people alongside you to help you. I think about this all the time because when we moved here, oh my goodness, like to start our church, we didn't have hardly anything. I mean, we didn't have any people. We didn't have a building. We didn't have any money. We were just believing that God was going to meet us right where we're at. And now looking back, I think about how God called us knowing the kids that my kids would go to school with, knowing the people that would live in our neighborhood, knowing the connections that we would make at city events and at the grocery store, people that we would meet just along the way. See, here's the thing is that God prepares you and the people who are called to help you for the vision. See, I believe that in my heart, God was birthing a vision and in their hearts, the people who helped us launch the church. God was preparing them for the church. And we were the answer to their prayer, and they were the answer to our prayer. See, just know this, that when God puts a vision in your heart, He's also putting a desire in the people's hearts around you. See, it all goes together. If you've got a dream in your heart of starting a podcast, it's because there's people out there with a desire to hear your podcast. If God's got a a dream in your heart to start a business, it's because He's got a people in your community with a desire for that business. See, God prepares you with a vision, but then he also stirs a desire in the people around you. I love when I was reading my Bible the other day in the book of John, it says that Jesus decided and desired to go to the city. I love this so much because it was a decision and a desire. And that's the way God visions happen. And when Jesus showed up to that city, it said that a great crowd awaited him. See, Jesus had the decision first and the desire and the people came. They were prepared for the answer to what Jesus was about to do. So I want to declare the same is true with you. What's the desire inside your heart? What's the dream inside your heart? And I want to challenge you that when you get there, it's not going to be like nobody's going to do it. I hear people say all the time, well, Crystal, what if I launch the online course and nobody buys it? 
okay, well, what if you launch it and everybody buys it? It takes just as much effort to believe the best as it does to believe the worst. And here's the thing is that if nobody clicks by now, are you going to be any poorer than when you started? And the answer is no. And I would rather try and fail than to never try. And I just challenge you, if you're here and you're listening to this and you're like, man, what is it that I really want? Maybe you've never gotten really clear. I want to challenge you that this year, it's a great time to start. I have my course, Best Year Ever, and uh, it helps you with goal setting, helps you get a very clear vision for your life. And then I also have my course, End of Year Audit. And right now, I'm going to bundle both of those where when you buy the Best Year Ever, you will get the End of Year Audit for free. And so you want to be sure and grab that um, while that's going on, and that'll be offered for for the next all the way through December, I'll have that offer available to you. Or maybe you just want the end of your audit. Um, you can pick that up today as well for $30 or you can bundle them together for $125. So hey, with all that said, can you do me a favor if you're not subscribed to this podcast, be sure and hit subscribe, share it with your friends and family. I love seeing you guys post about it on Instagram and Facebook. It really helps us get the word out and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Every single time you guys share it, it just really makes my heart smile. It lets me know that God is using uh, this small space over here on uh, iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, uh, to make a difference. And so, hey, let's do something awesome for God this week.